0: This is Space Waffles, a Star Wars podcast.
1: Welcome to Space Waffles. I am your host, Arzu, and with me are my fellow waffles, Candace. Hello. And Brie. Hi. And happy ongoing Star Wars month, everybody. Today, we are going to be talking about... Genny Tartofsky's 2003 micro series, Clone Wars. Not the Clone Wars, just Clone Wars. The 2D one. For ease of reference, I think it's going to be easier if we just call it 2D Clone Wars. So my first question before we get going on this is, had either of you seen this show before? Well, no shocker here, but I hadn't. Me neither, Bri, if that helps. I'd only seen like a clip.
0: See, but that's a- that's a shocker that you haven't seen it.
1: I couldn't find it anywhere, and I'm the type of, like, if I'm going to watch I'm going to watch the whole thing. So I'm very happy the whole thing's now on Disney+. Plus.
2: I owned it on I mean, DVD. Candace flexing on all of us. <laughs> yeah. So proud. And I tried to watch some of it on Cartoon Network when it first came out because I was, like, more Star Wars. And it tells the in-between, I need this before I watch Revenge of the Sith, of course. But it was kind of hard to watch because it was, like... If especially first season was only three minutes long and it came on on Cartoon Network before some other show but after another and I just remember like trying to figure it out and couldn't. Right. that I was in the same boat like because it's not
1: a regularly scheduled program like The Clone Wars like the 2008 one was. It's just from my understanding in between shows. So you kind of have to be watching Cartoon Network all the time.
2: Yeah, I was oh, never a, a Cartoon wonky. Network kid. So I don't know. Seems a little unfair.
1: Mm-hmm. so like candace said so this show aired between 2003 2005 and this was like the lead-up to revenge of the sith so this was going to cover the actual clone wars and then revenge of the sith that's going to kind of put a button on the whole thing and in this show we get a lot of setup for things that pop up later like most notably for revenge of the sith this is technically the first canonical quote-unquote because it's not canon anymore but the first canonical appearance of general grievous
0: I was wondering about that. So I was talking to Arzu, and I was like, it was a little salty that this said vintage on it because, you know, 2003. I was like, are really calling 2003 vintage? Cool, cool, cool. But I get it means not canon, but why, why is this one considered not canon?
1: From my understanding, because once they made the longer form Clone Wars series, and that kind of got a life of its own, a lot of the stuff they cover in that series is not compatible with this one. So this one, because Clone Wars was, I guess, told like a a bigger story, they kept that after the Disney acquisition, but this one you know, was easier to to make into legends, like the non-canon, like very notably in this one, kind of jumping ahead, but in this one, this is our also our first appearance of Asajj Ventress and Anakin kills her here. So, and she's in the Clone Wars.
0: Oh, 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 okay. You remember
2: the Clone Wars movie? Yes. Yes, she's in there. But okay, so I've heard this theory and I kind of like it. Like this series, Clone Wars, is like the newsreel or like what the people of the galaxy think is going on in the war. Oh I like but of that. course there's a lot of personal stuff going on there and I don't think they would paint Anakin as a major douche as he is in the series. I <laughs> just saying. Well <laughs> also let's let's be clear. This started because Hasbro asked Lucasfilm for some short cartoons to help sell action figures. Well, look, Star <laughs> Wars is merchandising,
1: Star Wars is toys. I yeah. get that. But like they didn't have to go this hard. No, yeah, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful series. So for those that don't know, this series was made by Genny Tartofsky, like I said, and he's the guy who created Dexter's Lab and Samurai Jack, which is maybe why the aesthetic looks a little familiar.
0: Um, they fromage. <laughs> True Dexter Lab fans will understand that.
1: <laughs> I don't know if you two thought this, but did you not feel like the whole series felt very like cozy? Was it just cozy. me? I would, like nostalgic and cozy, even though I'd never seen mm. it before.
0: Yeah, I felt... Well, that animated style is really cool. So... I don't know. I had fun with it. It was just really lighthearted. It was funny. I People didn't got expect it to be or... funny. It was still funny.
1: Yeah. It was not still... when they okay. got murdered. That part wasn't yeah. funny.
2: I wasn't saying uh, the it...
0: murders were funny. Like, yeah, let's kill all the Jedi. I'm not saying that.
2: It was funny sometimes in the wrong way. Like, one of the Jedis, um, what's the guy with the long face? Uh, Ki-Adi Mundi Yes. Thank you. Okay. So, Shakti and who's a Twilight? Blue Twilight. Oh, Shakti and... Uh... Ayla is A- A- sick. Secura, Yeah, Secura. Yeah, there we go. Oh my God. My brain just like lost mouthful. all names. And all my Star Wars knowledge went out the door. Anyway, so they had just battled General Grievous and the two women, Jedi, are injured. And the clone is like, they have a chance to survive. And then, they, then he asked, what about the others? And the clone was like, they're all dead. Just like so casually. It just made me laugh so hard. <laughs>
0: but also, I mean, it was funny in some right ways. Like when Mace Windu got on that cliff with that little kid. <laughs> they gave him some water and then his hat flew off when Mace jumped off. I was like, this is hilarious. That
2: scene is epic with Mace without a lightsaber or anything, just using the force to plow yeah. down like hundreds of droids. I- that was. when watching this
0: my first thought was i'm so glad mace windu has more to do in this than the movies because they underutilized him very much so and then two it was so diverse with all the jedi i was so
2: happy to actually like see see other jedis brie brie you like this Guess what you're gonna like. Clone Wars. I know. Yeah. I don't know. The, Clone Wars. Like... the thing about the Clone Wars,
1: and, and about this too, like that really works is that you know the movies have to focus on Anakin and his arc, and like Obi-Wan is relevant to his arc, so we see that and Yoda's relevant, but otherwise we don't really have time for the other Jedi. But Oh, for sure. That's but the why it's series series... where is where they get the chance to plus it's easier in animation to have aliens. No, I like, get it. Yeah, Practical it effects right
0: there, but... and makeup. I mean, that takes a long time. So I totally understand that. And definitely series are where you can allow for those other storylines to grow you have a lot more time you guys are absolutely right but i guess i just like when you guys have been telling me to watch the clone wars i guess i just haven't i not picture it in my head
1: to be fair brie the clone wars that we keep trying to get you to watch is not as zippy as this series is yeah that's much some longer of- much more drawn out like some of it you know it's some slow. of it is excellent storytelling some of it's extremely slow
2: so it's up because it's you know 20 episodes
1: of a kid's tv show so it it does vary but like
0: fillers and also really good storytelling
2: yeah i wouldn't even say they're fillers but they're sometimes about characters that maybe don't appeal to you because that was my issue sometimes i would focus on them and i'd be like "Mm, i'd rather see something about ahsoka you know
1: Mm. Yeah, like, they, you know, every episode of the Clone Wars, every arc of the Clone Wars is somebody's favorite arc. Exactly. So there's something in there for everybody. But, you know, not all of it's going to appeal to you. But as a whole, it's a really solid piece of storytelling. Yeah. Does Shakti come back in that? Yes. Yeah, actually. Yes.
0: It. Okay, cool. Oh, See, I'm more pumped. I'm more pumped. This Shaq-T is a good has
2: ease. has some major um, arcs in there.
0: Oh, amazing. Okay, see, see, I think I need to ease into it. I think this is like a good <laughs> like, a intro for, to it.
2: Yeah, like the first little intro to
0: it and now i'm like okay okay because like when um ventris first came on i was like oh this person looks cool oh and you're I was, gonna
1: love ventris and
0: then i was like oh she's like a jedi i love this goth look for a good guy and then
2: they turned her evil and i was like all right fair she's Okay, never mind. You're gonna you're gonna love Ventress Bri. Yeah, Amazing. You get her backstory and everything, and it's awesome. Okay, cool. I'm see guys, I'm
0: actually hyped again.
2: I'm like ready to go. I'm like, let's start on the Clone Wars right now. Let's go. Okay, I have two more moments that made me laugh that I don't think are supposed to be funny. Okay. When Anakin sees all the clone troopers die, but it isn't until R4, his droid, is like blown up that he actually cares. <laughs> Oh, Anakin, and then um, Yoda sees like all the ships coming down to attack Coruscant, and Mace runs in and is like, "We're under attack!" And I'm like, "No freaking duh, Mace!" (laughs) And oh, one other is when Palpatine is just drinking tea, watching the chaos from his window. Oh yeah, that's the mood.
1: The mood and a meme and all of these beautiful things. Yes.
2: Yeah. Okay,
0: one thing about Palpatine, that Cretan is drawn like a Cretan, right? Mm. I just don't understand how the Jedi, even in the movies, <laughs> how do they not know,
1: like, oh, there's the bad guy. He just looks like well- one. Okay, so the cartoon, he's exaggerated, but the thing Obviously. about the Jedi in the movies is that he, Palpatine does a really good job of presenting himself like a respectable older man from, like, a really chill planet. Really? And- he looks like a slime ball. But the thing is, we know he's a slime ball. We have yeah, that added context. We've known that but, since return of the Jedi. Yeah, we've we've never not known that Palpatine was a bad guy. But to them, he's just the he's the guy who helped Padme out of a sticky situation and then has kind of risen to this position and then over the course of 10 years sort of entrenches more and more and more, all under the guise of like respectability and under the guise of doing what's best for the Republic. And like you'll see this in Clone Wars 2, is that this man is playing 60 chess against himself. To make it so that no matter what they do, he ends up on
2: top. Wow. Oh, I have a All question. Right. Yes. Well, especially for Arzio. Okay. So Anakin is played by Matt Lucas. He yes, sounds a lot no more relation. like Hayden. Yeah. What do you think of his voice? Um, okay. It was jarring. Um. So no offense to Matt
1: Lucas. Matt Lucas who does Anakin's voice here and in all the video games sounds a lot like Hayden Christensen. Yeah he does. The thing I like about Matt Lanter who does him in the Clone Wars is that Hayden Christensen plays Anakin at extremes. So he plays him as this young Padawan who feels like Obi-Wan doesn't take him seriously and then he plays him as man who is literally one week away from turning into Darth Vader. That's where Hayden Christensen's character lives. Matt Lanter Is in the middle. He is the Jedi at the top of his game. He is the legendary Anakin Skywalker. He is the Clone Wars general. He is all of these things, and I think Matt Lanter's like bravado and sort of confidence and all of that works really well for Anakin because then you can see where that you know it's like the flush of new authority and like this new responsibility he has, and then as he starts to fall to the dark, that starts to waver. So overall, maybe it's just because I'm used to Matt Lanter. I prefer that. In fairness, he doesn't talk a whole lot. in this.
2: That's very true. But uh, let's talk about a scene that he does talk in and that is the bug eating scene. Which was only oh,
1: clip I had seen of this prior to watching it for this. But my man Obi-Wan Kenobi voiced by James Arnold Taylor again so this did carry over. But my man Obi-Wan Kenobi is rightfully very disgusted by the um, live bugs that Anakin is consuming.
0: By the way, I had no idea that that wasn't Ewan McGregor until I looked up information. <laughs>
1: okay, so James Arnold Taylor does a really good job and he has a really cool approach to the whole thing where he basically not modulate I don't know what the word is but he basically plays it somewhere in between Ewan McGregor and Alec Guinness because this is yeah you know it's that it's that in between right and it, he he does an excellent job of it
0: he really I I was floored I was like oh and also I will have to say this in all all the cartoon because like I don't think Anakin really looks that much like Hayden in this cartoon but Ewan still or Obi-Wan, sorry. He still looks good.
1: Obi-Wan looks good no matter where he is. Yeah. Yeah. It's just facts. I'm not biased at all.
0: No, he does. He, I was like, oh,
1: hey. Speaking of the way Anakin looks, I want to get into his knighting scene. I do want to talk about that. But I like the sudden jump from knighting ceremony where he gets his little Padawan braid cut off. And the next time we see him, it's the flowing, like, maybe it's Maybelline L'Oreal, like, locks just blowing in the wind. And that is the very next time we see him. I just thought that was such a maybe unintentionally hilarious transition. Yeah. It's like,
2: oh, the rest of my hair can now grow. Like... (laughs)
1: And the thing is, you know, as somebody with longer hair, it takes a while for your hair to grow that long. So I feel like we just jumped ahead like an entire year.
0: So that isn't canon, though, him becoming like the brother thing. I didn't know no,
1: that. Is that Okay, canon? so the thing about that is at some point between now between episode two and the first time we see Anakin in the Clone Wars series, at some point in between that, he gets knighted. He gets promoted from Padawan to Jedi Knight. And the reasoning is probably very similar to what we see in this, which is that they they need more knights, they need more generals. So Anakin's basically ready to do it. So they just battlefield promote him up. And maybe that's part of it because like Anakin at the end of episode three is about 23, 24 years old. Obi-Wan, when he graduates from Padawan to Jedi Knight is 25. And even then he's trying to make the case that I am ready to graduate and people aren't 100% sure. So people are like the Jedi are Padawans for a while and Anakin gets bumped up in responsibility like early. Yeah, so... so- that didn't help. No, it did not help at all. <laughs> and then his whole knighting thing, the cool thing about it is that scene itself is not strictly canon anymore. But the words that Yoda says, like, what, by the right of the council, by the will of the force, I dub the Jedi Knight, is still using canon now. Like, we see it in Jedi Fallen Order. We see it, where else do we see it, Candace? Is Elsewhere.
2: somewhere in Clone Wars? Maybe. Oh, so rebels. 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 That's what it is. We see it in, uh, when Kanan gets... When Kanan gets knighted, just We're tears. A moment. Tears. Bree Break. we'll get to that.
0: Yeah, I'm taking it all okay. in. Oh, just, okay, I just want <laughs> to sure. it's
2: a process.
0: I'm like, okay, Did we lose let them, No, <laughs> we, we, I we just I, <laughs> we went somewhere, which is amazing. And I will get there. I again, I think this was like um, a good intro into yeah. getting into the Clone Wars, and I and then I know the Rebels come after that, and I've heard amazing thing about it. So from you guys mainly
1: <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna love it you're gonna love it all
0: i'm just gonna be like ah oh, throw all the throw all the star wars on me so okay.
2: one thing i do want to oh go ahead Candace. Oh, okay just two more things qui-gon's jen's nose and the dream <laughs> Or Liam Nielsen. And then the yeah. creatures in season two, I was just thinking Avatar. Oh, the Nelvan- the Nelvanians. Yes. And they have Italian accents because they're like, you know, I don't know.
1: <laughs> Wait, this is like the, the blue people?
2: The blue people, yeah. or Italian that accents. Yeah, it sounded Italian to me. They're meant to be like indigenous. Yeah, I know they were meant to be, but like. I don't know. It sounded Italian to you? It sounded Italian to me. And they look like the Avatar people. Did James Cameron just steal this? I mean, he stole everything else, so why not this too? <laughs> <laughs>
1: the fun thing about the Nelvanians, which I suspected, but didn't know till I checked, is that they are named after Nelvana, like the animation company that brought us Tale of the Faithful Wookiee and I guess the Droid and Ewok cartoons as well. So that's like the little homage back to the original Star Wars cartoon. Oh. One thing I want to talk about is Anakin and Padme's relationship. Specifically, specifically something I think it's in season 3, but just generally speaking, what did y'all think of of this? I have thoughts.
2: Of their relationship? Just of the way it was like they had like depicted. 30 seconds together in the whole series. Wow. Yeah, so like one thing I think my
1: thought is that one thing Clone Wars 3D improved on is making it seem like they're actually married. And in love. And in love, and not just teenagers sneaking around because they can't see each other.
2: Yeah, like, they, they right. make out in an alley, and... Okay, that,
1: let's talk about that scene for a second, because... <laughs> it was so weird. Because Anakin telling Padme she looks
2: better in the dark, I'm like, um... That is not a compliment, that is an insult.
1: And, like, not only is that vaguely innuendo, but that's not a compliment either.
2: Yeah, he needs to work on his bedroom talk. His alleyway talk. Yeah, because there's no bedroom talk. mm Uh, Okay, and and C-3PO finds them. In a nice little cloak. Yeah, and he he
1: want to show off his gold plating and uh, he strips off his cloak and this seductive music plays, which I think was supposed to be played for last, but that was a choice. Yeah. And it's just like, Anakin's like, let's see it. And like, 3 feel there are so many ways you could have taken that cloak off and that you chose to like peel it back and just hang it over your arms. Like, I don't know.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: like you said, it's a choice. It was a, cho- it was a choice. <laughs> Also, I feel like
0: in every movie, they just make C-3PO like a giant cock block yeah, for that Padme and Anakin. Soul
1: function.
2: Oh, yes. also, Anthony Daniels is the only person from the Star Wars movie cast to be in this series. Yeah. I, I
1: feel like Anthony Daniels doesn't let anybody else play C-3PO.
2: Yeah, that feels
1: about right. Like, he just, it just doesn't happen.
0: I mean, would you let anyone play your character?
1: Guess it depends. Yeah, I mean. Probably not. I'm possessive. I don't know. <laughs> This is mine, so no. So
0: this is our first glimpse of General Grievous, So, correct? Like, this is the first time he appears?
2: Yes, and his yeah, voice is-, is different from Revenge of the Sith because they hadn't cast him yet when this came out. Okay, I find it interesting to note that all of the
1: clones, like because you know they're based on Django Fett, and they've all got Tamora Morrison's New Zealand accent in Attack of the Clones, yeah. and then and in Revenge of the Sith, and then in the Clone Wars series, it's Dee Bradley Baker doing all the voices, and it's sort of New Zealandy, <laughs> like that's the tone he's going for. Yeah. Not nobody even tried with this one. No, it was a bunch like, of white dudes. No attempt was made. So yeah, I just, they didn't. That it. jumped right out. I'm like, I oh. don't. Th- that was the thing. Like Grievous, the clones. Like I feel like there were a couple others where they just didn't sound like themselves.
2: Yeah, and there could be like an excuse with Grievous is that at the very end of the series, before Grievous leaves, like Mace like crushes his lungs, so maybe he did something to his voice, and that's why he has his, has that. That's why he has a cough. Yeah, so Mm. that could possibly be it. Speaking of
1: Grievous, I know this is a show for children, and I know it's (laughs) not meant to be scary. But so the thing about the show overall that I found unsettling was the fact that unless they were punctuating like a big moment, there wasn't a whole lot of music, which I thought was interesting. And I'd like that they used the John Williams music as well. But there's that bit where they're trying to get Palpatine out of his office, and they're going down the elevator and trying to get away from Grievous, and he's like scuttling along the side of the building. And then like, all of a sudden, he turns his head and looks in the elevator. Yeah, I screamed. Yeah, he like popped up. He's like, hey. It, it, yeah. just, it, it I was. I knew he was going to turn and look at the camera, and I was expecting it. And then it happened, and I screamed anyway. So, oh my god, Arzio! I, I think I was just way too into it. Yeah, that
2: I just. I was like, and then yeah. Oh, let's talk about an- another grievous scene. Is in season one, a bunch of Jedi are like waiting in a cave for him. Or, like, waiting to, like, try to fight him. And one of them who looks like Shaggy from Scooby-Doo. Yes! He's like, oh my gosh, yes, he looked exactly like him. <laughs> I thought that was Anakin for a second. I'm like, what happened to your hair? <laughs> so, yeah, he's like, oh, I can't wait. He's, like, too scared of him. So he runs out and, like, G- uh, Grievous just, like, steps on him.
0: Like a big dark. stomp.
2: Yeah, just stomps on him and he's dead. Just real
1: dark. Yeah. Speaking of dark. Um, th- this mess this messed me up probably more than it should have. Was the episode where Yoda kind of reroutes Padme's ship to go save Luminara oh. and Barris. Yeah. Um, and he's like, we got to go. And then Captain Typho's like, we can't. And he's like, but I want to. And then he starts mind tricking Typho to convey yeah. the information to Padme. Like, first of all, Yoda, not cool. Second of all, Padme seemed on board with the idea anyway. And I'm like, she's Typho's boss. She could have just told him, like, no, turn the ship around. Take it wherever Yoda wants to go. And also she can see you doing that. She's like smiling at it. I'm like, so if you're okay with all this, then why are we not just telling Captain Typho? No, is that his name, Captain Typho? Typho? I feel like it is. I think it is. Yeah. yeah. Like, why not just tell Captain Typho like, no, it's fine. Let's go. Like, th- this was all deeply unnecessary and the man knows it's like, r- I'm reading too much into this, I know.
2: No, it's it's he's, creepy he's that Yoda, who's supposed to be this good guy, is willing to mind control like an ally. That's just because he like wants a ride. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it's not even like he needed their help. He told Padme like, it's fine. Yeah. He's like, need go, to go back go to it. the so ship.
1: He just, he just wanted a ride and he's willing to, to mind trick this poor man over it. So...
2: Not cool Yoda. You should reflect on that when you're in Dagobah. Oh, he's got time. He
1: got time. He's got time. He's got 20 years of thinking to do.
2: Yeah. And then he gets punished by Luke being there.
1: Yeah. Just Luke's presence is punishment enough.
2: Yeah. See? Oh, we're going go hit- again, dragging Luke Skywalker. I know. <laughs> Speaking of dragging, uh, yeah, I hated this Anakin. He's like, he gets called for the council. And Obi-Wan's like, you're late. And he's like, you're not Qui-Gon Jinn. And I'm like, Jesus. Oh. Like, leave my
1: boy Obi-Wan alone. He is doing his best. Well, I know. Oh, when he
0: refused to turn around and went after Ventress, I was like, cool. You're so great, Anakin.
1: And the thing is, like, episode two Anakin, even episode two Anakin is not super reckless. Like, Obi-Wan's the one that jumps out of a window. Like, this is who they are. But episode two, Anakin, I could see being really reckless. And episode three, Anakin is just so sad. He doesn't have the energy to do anything. But like, he's supposed to gradually become more and more mature and more and more like the confident pilot slash general that we see at the start of episode three. And him being this sulky with Obi-Wan always and not listening to a word he says and being this like brash and reckless. I'm like, you're not growing. This is a lateral move. Mm-hmm.
2: And Obi-Wan's like, yeah, you're right. I'm trying though. And I'm like, no, That's Obi-Wan's stand up for yourself no that's because obi-wan has his
1: own sadness and he's he's still processing the loss of qui-gon and anakin's like throwing it in his face like first of all anakin you knew qui-gon for like a day four days max and like qui-gon raised obi-wan essentially
2: yeah like so like like like, at least 12 years of his life more than a decade
1: at at least like He, he he was you know raising him for thir- 13 12 13 years of his life and even before that he's probably aware of him right like yeah. he knows who he is so like he can't just be throwing that in his face like you don't know him you don't know Qui-Gon I don't that might be part of the thing though is that he's got this idealized vision of, of Qui-Gon in his head because he's the guy that like plucked him out of slavery on Tatooine
2: but left his mom well <laughs> <laughs> no, well, we're dragging Qui-Gon
1: Let's just let's drag them all. No hero is safe except Obi Wan, who is perfect and never done anything wrong in his life. Uh, Never done anything
2: wrong in his life. mm,
1: hmm. Never.
2: Okay, I won't hear it. Never ever. ever, ever? Because I love Obi Wan almost as much as RZ does, but. Yeah. He ain't perfect. No, there's he still has
0: flaws. I mean, he's beautiful and smart. He's got flaws,
1: but he's like he's flawless to me. (laughs) I'm biased, I'll admit it.
0: Listen, Arzy, when you just said he's flawless, all I can think about is him dropping his cape. That's a fight. It's like,
2: ah, that was flawless, Brie. I know. That's what I love. Flawless execution. Another scene that made me laugh was when Anakin is about to take off and he drops his like cloak and it like flies onto C-3PO and he's like, I'm like, he got that from Obi-Wan. Just dropping the cloak places. That's the three things that Obi-Wan teaches Anakin is sword fighting,
1: meditation, and how to dramatically drop your cloak in public. Right.
2: <laughs> and where to get new cloaks because you need replacement cloaks after dropping all the cloaks. There's a bunch of tailors
1: that work in the basement of the Jedi Temple who are constantly cursing out these dramatic Jedi for throwing their cloaks all over the place. It's like, you know how hard we work on these things? And then you come and get a new one, like what? It grows onto, like there's the whole thing, I'm sure.
0: I love that trope of like the disgruntled seamstresses behind the scenes.
1: Um, I feel like after you're third cloak that you've dropped dramatically. You just have to make a new one yourself. You don't get any
2: more. Yeah. You get, like, the cheapest material. you
1: got to learn the consequences of your drama. Can I
2: just say,
0: at the start of this, um, when the one clone ship gets hit and... You think they're all dead and then just kind of pop out and they're like move out. They are so in sync and trained.
1: You'll see. You'll see yeah. in the Com Wars. You'll, oh, you'll you'll see. You'll be surprised. Like you'll you will grow attached to some of the clones. I was really yeah.
2: attached to those guys. Oh no, wait, wait, until show they us- have names, Brie. Oh. Shows you wait. You remember wait. Captain Rex from the movie. Yeah. 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 I love yeah. Captain Rex. <gasps> I love him too. No, no, he's oh. not in
1: this, but like wait till <laughs> wait till you spend seven seasons with Captain Rex. You're gonna love him as much as Candace and I do.
2: We have a lot of feelings. <laughs> so many feelings
1: about Captain Rex.
0: <laughs> okay. Okay, so those guys though in particular.
2: Batch. He isn't Bad Batch. He's he is another Okay, withn't like confirm. Oh yeah, okay. When you listen to this, Bad Batch will already be releasing whoever knows how many episodes. Hopefully by the time this is out, we know how many episodes, because as of recording, we do not. Oh. This is a good plug.
1: Arzu, tell them about the live stream. Yes. So if you haven't joined us yet, please join us for, I almost said that wrong. Please join us for Bad Bitches on the Bad Batch Friday nights on YouTube, where we are going over each episode of the Bad Batch as we have in our other live streams. And this one is particularly special to me because it's, I guess, sponsored by this podcast by Space Waffles. (laughs) Join us Friday nights on YouTube for Bad Bitches on the Bad Batch.
2: Not Bad Bitches do the Bad Batch as which is what I almost wanted. said twice. Yes, because that's, that's what um, Arzu originally wanted. And I Theater, was the originally wanted. That's for our Patreon, Waffles After, after Dark. Yeah, which yeah. Bad Batch would you do? Wrecker. What? <laughs> wow, Arzu, you said that so fast. Was that was
0: on top of it, Arzu. I, okay.
2: Okay, no, clones. Rex, but Bad Batch wrecker. Yeah, Rex always. Maybe Echo. I don't know because okay. I feel like I know Echo. Echo's a sweetie,
1: and he's no Bad Batch,
2: idea. so it counts. You can have both Rex and Echo based on the rules I just. Yes, yes, great. Okay, Bree, you will have a favorite soon enough.
0: I feel like you already feel like you know who my favorite will be, and I am worried.
2: No, I, I just think everyone mm. loves Rex for good reason too. Rex is such a sweetheart. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm. Okay, well, we'll
1: see. We'll see. In case you can't tell, we're really excited for the Bad Batch because we got clones on the brain. We love us. Clones, clones. clones, clones. Okay, so was there anything else? Um, Durge, to... the, 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 the like... Durge, yes. Durge was cool. And Durge is actually coming back. So Durge is canon again. Uh-oh. Ooh. He appears, either appears or will appear, I'm not 100% sure, in the Doctor Aphra comic. And he's going to appear in the War of the Bounty Hunters series that's coming out next month. Okay, well, here's
0: a question then. Is there any Jedi's that we saw in this that are honestly not canon? Shaggy.
1: Yeah, Shaggy. The Shaggy's only one. I the background Jedi, like, may or may not be canon. But the thing is, like, most elements of this show, if it's compatible with the movies and now with the show, like, with Clone Wars could be salvaged and could be made canon again like most of most of the big introductions are like all of the big jedi we meet they're all canon asaja's canon general grievous like the nighting ceremony it's all sort of because so
0: canis made me watch the, the clone wars movie which i didn't like at all um but that was in 2008 and that's around the same time or that was before the the series two thousand, that was before the out, series, right? But yes. like the three combo. years after the movie, right? So this one Happened. is this where like Ventress, Shakti, were they created for this series, or were they in yeah. previous books or
2: anything like that?
1: Shakti background might have been in Attack of the Clones. Yeah, I don't she's in
2: the background, I believe, in Attack of the Clones, yeah, and maybe the, even oh. Presented. But the I big that was like, someone concepts, else. Okay.
1: like Ventress, I think was created for this. Yeah, Grievous okay. was created for this.
2: Well, Grievous these, these was were just created sort- for Revenge of the Sith, and they, they just had put him, him in like,
1: this, yeah, to to set him up, mm, yes, mm-hmm. a little bit. And like in the Revenge of the Sith novel, like the Matthew Stover novel, they mention Durge, but he's not actually in it, obviously, because he's dead by that point. But oh, they mentioned him in it. Okay, oh, I really so cool, happy yeah, for you to watch right.
2: the Clone Wars now because especially if you're interested in the other Jedi, like this is a series. Yeah, right?
0: yes, I am. Like, I, you know, obviously, I understand in a feature length screenplay you can't develop everyone, right. you can't give everyone screen time, but I, I was really, I don't know, it's kind of like the Mandalorian. You just get all this like diversity amongst people and i'm like yes that's is, this is what i want more of and oh and i will always forever go back to rogue one i love that movie
2: same it radiates it's- comfort and i don't know why
0: yeah it doesn't oh, radiate
2: comfort it. for me it makes me hard cry like sobbing mess yeah every time. but it's-, it's so good it's extremely upsetting but it's for some like- reason very comforting it takes me a half an hour after the movie ends just to compose myself and be like, move on with your life, Candace. This is a fictional movie. But I think why I Rogue One
0: comes to my mind is because it's all those other characters that you're not necessarily know about. I don't know. So
1: the, the interesting thing for you, Bree, mm-hmm. I think, will be to watch Clone Wars in its entirety. Yeah. Than to watch Revenge of the Sith again.
2: Yeah, because it changes everything. I cry now, Revenge of the like, Sith, when ooh, Order 66 okay. happens. When I watched
1: it with, um, like, when I did my big marathon with my friend Chelsea, when we we watched Attack of the Clones, and then we did all of Clone Wars, and then we went into Revenge of the Sith. And when you hit Order 66 and you see, like, Ayla dies and Pokun dies, and, you know, all of these Jedi that you've just come to know over the course of seven seasons die. Oh, it, like no. it's sad when it happens in the movie. It hits much harder when you've just spent all this time getting to know them.
2: When Plo Koon dies, especially after like you know his relationship with Ahsoka and like how close they are, and just knowing that she's feeling his death, it hits different. It yeah.
0: I Candice, were you about to cry there?
2: I was going to. Yeah. No. Aww. It gets me really emotional because I love like Plo Koon's and Ahsoka's relationship in Clone Wars because he's the one who found her. Mm. And brought her to the Jedi and they have kind of like a father-daughter relationship. Relationship. Mm. Yeah, it's super cute. And yeah, you see that and you see like a general security being betrayed by the men that you see her in Clone Wars like trust completely. Mm -hmm. Oh. It, it just everything hits different and I feel like to bring it back to 2D Clone Wars watching this kind of made Revenge of the Sith hit a little different too bringing up like General Grievous knowing he has a history with the Jedi making like Obi-Wan defeating him so much more mm-hmm. epic like we already know because Although- he already has all those lightsabers that he defeated a lot of them but actually seeing but how it,
1: he got them
2: yeah yeah. Although you will enjoy, Bree,
1: the absolute gymnastics of them trying to keep Anakin out of the same room <laughs> as General Grievous, purely because when he first sees him in front of the Sith, it's you're shorter than I expected. So he can't have seen him up to no. that
2: point. They like oh, closed doors. My so, like, goodness. they're in the same. They're in the it same building. Like
1: backwards to keep this one joke intact. It's yes, hilarious. Because like Ahsoka incredible. will fight him,
2: Obi-Wan will fight him, but like Anakin can't even see him.
1: <laughs> I did see somebody point out and it made me like laugh and then it made me cry on the inside because I don't cry outside. Anakin says that to Grievous because he's only ever heard of Grievous from Ahsoka, who is quite a bit shorter than him.
2: Yeah. So she's
1: describing General Grievous as this huge monster, and then he sees Grievous, he's like, oh, well, you're shorter than I expected. It's like, your expectation was set by Ahsoka.
2: Yeah. Obviously, that wasn't the case in
1: 2005, but now, retroactively, Aw.
2: That's funny. No, yeah. Once, especially season seven, changes the way you watch Revenge of the Sith, knowing that, like, Anakin has so much more to lose.
0: Oh, okay.
2: Than ever before, because... He thinks he's going to get, like, he thinks he's going to have his happy ending. Like, he's so close to his happy ending. Mm. At the,
1: like We were supposed to talk about Clone 2D Clone Wars and this turned into a sales pitch for 3D Clone Wars. I know, Wars. I'm so sorry.
2: It's um, No, but
0: one last thing, because now I'm curious. Going from his voiceover actor in the seven seasons and then to Hayden in Sith, do you think it still has the same effect
1: then? Yeah, it it holds up just fine.
2: Oh, and something that's really cool that they do in Season 7 is there's a scene that's in both Revenge of the Sith and Clone Wars, and they use a mix of Matt and Hayden's voices. Oh, I like that. Oh, so, yeah, I'll tell you, Arzy. I'll tell you this. You know what scene I'm talking yeah. about. I yeah, don't. With oh, I'm not. Yeah, with Ahsoka. Yeah. With Ahsoka and then Rex is, like, standing behind her? Yes, that scene. Yeah,
1: I know I know exactly what scene So mean, they but... use a the
2: mix of that. So it's like, love and it. you kind of, you can tell differently, like, okay, well, this is animation. This is, like, live action. And also, like, again, Clone Wars makes you really love Anakin and, like, understand why, like, Padme is willing to risk her life for him because he got swagger, y'all. Mm-hmm. That's swagger.
1: The, the thing is, like, between episode two and three, like, Hayden Christensen does grow up a bit. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, he's, he looks a little older. His voice is a little deeper. So yeah. he, like, grows up a bit. So it's less – it's actually a little bit less jarring a transition just because we do – we do see – his character undergo that even though yes he does have overall a softer voice than Matt Lanter does but it almost makes sense in, in a story context because Anakin in Revenge of the Sith is an Anakin that is still clinging to like just a shred of hope right? and he thinks that things are going to get better and all he has to do is get through this, the end of this war so he's almost got that like like a bit of his child. not innocence but hope and childlike child. nature coming back because you know he's not the battle general that Matt Lanter is he's this guy who is about to have a baby with his wife and just sees things getting so much better and then it goes so wrong very very fast like he's not in the same headspace so the transition makes sense okay that
0: makes sense all right you guys are really good sales pitch oh you guys
2: yeah so we're selling this series (sighs) that millions have already watched from a company that has like billions of trillions of dollars
0: yes yeah (laughs) disney
2: plus call us and thank us
0: it's true You're, you're getting another viewer
2: Alright, wow, that went so, so much longer than I thought. that went that we went on much longer than I thought we would, but I'm we, not mad about it. Okay, and this is a preview of making Brie watch Clone Wars. We will be covering season by season of their adventure through Clone Wars. As they go. So stay tuned for that. You don't
1: want to miss it. <laughs> so we already talked about our live stream, but Brie, can you tell people how else they can find us?
0: Yeah, of course. You can find us at thegeekywaffle.com. On Twitter, at geeky underscore waffle. And on Patreon, at patreon.com slash waffle. Port
2: us on Patreon, Waffles After Dark. Yeah, yes. we gotta do that, because we keep promising it. It's gonna get spicy, y'all. It's gonna get syrupy and uh, sticky.
1: Rex Wrecker Echo stuff was only a preview, only a taste of we Waffles do After Dark. A little strict tease,
2: if you will. FML <laughs> with M. No, F we do. MK.
0: Oh, and if you guys like anime, I'm going to make them do Smasher Pass with anime guys.
2: I have no idea what that means, but we shall do it and see. I'm excited. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so
1: thank you so much, everyone, for listening. And may the waffles be with you.